0: Last time on 32GI Sports Nutrition, we looked at fasted running or um, you know what not to eat in a sense before you go out and train, which is a, a fantastic way to adapt the way you do things. I'll put a link up to that podcast, which was incredible. If you're joining us once again, thanks for joining myself, Mr. Active David Katz and Mark Wolf. And we talked about the importance of recovery, no matter what sessions you've had, no matter what you've used during your session or pre-session, recovery is important. Mark, If someone has, before we get more into recovery um, specifically, if someone has, as we talked about in the previous episode, sort of adapted to this foster training, recovery for them just really is so crucial.
1: It's extremely crucial because that could be, or probably will be, their first meal of the day. And people often ask me um, what the most important meal of the day is, and I often ask people what the most important meal of the day is. And to be quite honest, the answers are always wrong. The most important meal of the day is your recovery meal. It's what you take in post-exercise. Um, your ability to strengthen from one session to the next, to grow from one session to the next, to get fitter, faster, stronger, um, has a lot to do with how you recover between your sessions. And nutrition plays a very, very crucial role.
0: Now, Mark, uh, again, like with our previous podcasts, carbohydrates—it's just this this word and sugars—and people are always worried about it. Are they consuming too much? Do they need to consume? Because everyone's saying, look, consume less carbohydrates. And you have a great way to sort of break this down for people to understand post-exercise or post-session, how that session will determine what you need to refuel with in terms of carbohydrates and sugars.
1: Well, I... I firmly believe, and I mean, I've been experimenting with this over many, many years, and not just with myself, but with many athletes, that um, carbohydrate periodization, to me, is probably the healthiest and the best way to go. Now, look at it from a health perspective as well, not just from a recovery perspective, but if you think about it, you need to find complete balance between how you're training and what you're going to be eating. There's two puzzle pieces that need to fit together uh, very, very well, and you cannot... Base a recovery meal. It cannot be the same meal over and over again because your training sessions will change from time to time. So the way to properly recover post exercise is to actually look at that exercise session and say, okay, how long did I train for? What intensity did I perform at? And by intensity, I mean, I mean, you know, where was your heart rate sitting? Because that was that's generally an effort of uh, of a measure of intensity. So so the thing is is that. If you and I break it down into three categories, so either you had a low intensity session, and it could have been a couple of hours, or it could have been a short low intensity session. You could have had a medium intensity session, or you could have had a high intensity session. Now, high intensity sessions generally don't last for very long periods of time because uh, when you do a high intensity session, there's usually a warm up and a cool down, and you might do some intervals in between, unless you were racing. But but generally. Um, you don't do a large number of very high-intensity sessions over a long period of time. Generally, most sessions that people will do are low to medium-intensity sessions. Then I say to them, okay, based on those sessions, what would you eat from a recovery perspective? And I look at carbohydrate volume and the timing of the intake. So um, if you're doing a very low-intensity session, it means that you haven't really chewed up much glycogen because you've been performing at a much lower intensity. You've been sitting in a fat-burn zone as opposed to a glycogen-burn zone. And you only really need carbohydrates to help stabilize the blood sugar and to also replenish those glycogen stores. And if you finish a low-intensity session, you're not going to be uh, having blurred vision and dizziness because your blood sugar shouldn't be uh, really too low. I mean, you've, you've actually been doing quite an easy session. In that case, I would say a lower-carb meal would be absolutely perfect. You don't need to go and flood your body with sugar that's not going to be utilized to aid the recovery process. If you've done a medium-intensity session then I'd say probably look at a medium carb meal. Um, and divide, again, your, your body weight, your size, and the duration of intensity that you performed at for that particular session should, the, should ultimately determine the amount of carbs and the timing of that carb intake. And then obviously for a high-intensity session, if it has been going on for a long period of time, you can take in a higher amount of carbs because you probably, in, in all honesty, have um, depleted uh, a, quite, a, quite a percentage of your glycogen stores. So a lot of people say to me, okay, but how do I know how much I've depleted and how much carbohydrates I should be taking, et cetera? And I believe it's a very personal thing, first of all. Everybody's different. Uh, what is intense for somebody like me might be less intense or more intense for somebody else. So what might be a medium or low intensity session to me could be a low intensity session for somebody else or could even be a high intensity session for somebody else. And and I see that. I mean, if I go on a, on a ride, like a few weeks ago, I went on an 80-kilometer ride with somebody. My average heart rate for that ride was about 119 to 120 beats per minute, but that athlete, uh, average heart rate is around 160 beats per minute. So you can actually look at that heart rate measurement and obviously look at age as well and take into account where they're sitting from a, a, um, a percentage of, of effort. And my meal could have been eggs Scrambled eggs and avocado because my intensity was fairly low, and theirs could have been a maybe a rolled oats, a higher, a higher carb kind of a meal. But generally, the way I tell athletes to 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 determine what their recovery fuel should be is quite simply, listen to the messages that the body is giving you. In other words, you might you might think you're going on a low or medium intensity session. Unless you're very good with numbers, you and you understand your heart rate intimately, you might never get it 100% correct. So I always say to them, go with a lower the medium uh, carb meal based on the way you're feeling after exercise. If you can barely walk to the change room and you're extremely busy, um, chances are you might need a high-carbohydrate meal. But if you're feeling very stable and I could hit that workout quite easily again and very comfortable, probably you'd need a lower uh, carb meal um, from a recovery perspective. But if you get that meal wrong, and that's something that can happen. So I never actually go for the high-carb meal, personally. I always go for the low to the medium. If I get the low-carb meal wrong, I'll introduce a second meal within an hour after that first meal to make sure that I actually stabilize my system properly. Because if I don't, it's going to lead to hunger cravings, and it's going to lead to incorrect eating for the rest of the day. And you go on this roller coaster ride. So that recovery meal is so critical. It's sometimes not one meal. It's sometimes two. Because your recovery meal, you might not get right the first time. You might have to introduce the second recovery meal in order to make sure that the two together give you a proper recovery meal that will stabilize you for the rest of the day, if that makes sense.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Um, Mark, we did a fantastic video, if people want to understand and a better visualization on it. It was uh, part of the 32GI classroom. I'll put the link up to that. Uh, If people want to find out, if they still have questions regarding this, uh, how best can they get hold of you? Can they sign up to the blog? What's the best route?
1: Well, I think to sign up to my blog is, is, would be awesome for them because number one is that they can ask me questions there as well as just get insight into everyday things that you know I experience, other people experience, and it's just a wealth of knowledge sharing. But on the other hand, I mean, you can always drop me an email at coach at 32 com, and uh, you know, I'll answer questions as best as I can.
0: I'll put some links up to that uh, on the transcription of this podcast. But that basic rule of thumb that Mark says is low intensity equals low carb, medium intensity equals medium carb, and high intensity equals high carb. Thanks for joining us once again on 32GI Sports Nutrition. Till next time, that's it from myself, Mr. Active David Katz, and Mark Wolf. 32GI, (laughs) leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI, trusted sports nutrition advisors.